dialed in to Fox and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. We're back again this week. Uh, we're going to talk about how to start a new business. Um, ask Dawn to join us since Dawn joined, started a new business last year. We got Nick in a new location. Hopefully, the uh, internet's a little better up there. And we're hoping. We're hoping. And Mike's back. He's he's actually got a lot to add to this because he has been a big help in, in us starting a new business here. So. I know one of the things Nick and I wanted to hit first off was, you know, you have a couple of choices. You can either open your own thing, which is what Don did, or you can open a franchise. Uh, franchises, they have a set plan on how to do things. So there's sometimes less upfront work you need to do with those. But that, of course, brings upfront costs that you have to, to factor into that. Like Nick and I were talking earlier, uh, Nick, tell us about McDonald's. Well, you know, so I, you know, back when I was younger, right, I looked into, oh man, McDonald's, everybody goes there, everybody wants to own it. So, you know, coming to do some research, you know, it takes a million dollars worth of liquid asset, right? So cash to, you know, reserve to open a McDonald's. You know, even if you buy a McDonald's from somebody for cheaper, you have to, you know, due to McDonald's policy, you have to have a million dollars in liquid asset um, to open one, you know, um, we talked about Subway and you can, you know, you have, you can open one for right around 40 K of liquid assets. So um, every, every business requires a different, uh, you know, qualification to, to take over a franchise from them. So, and they're all going to be usually a nominal fee to do so. So before we get too far in, um, I know I'm just drinking water this week because I had some dental work done today, and my mouth hurts. I'm uh, I'm trying the new Smirnoff Red, White, and Blue. Uh, my first seltzer, uh, zero carbs. Trying to trying to get my figure going. Uh, it's it's not horrible. It's not as great as the uh, the full sugar one, but I'm uh, I'm I'm getting used to it. I think so. I grabbed a couple for tonight. Right. I'm drinking a Jake's Vanilla Bean Porter, which is from Pawpaw Brewery, which is just about 20 minutes um, west of where I live. So, nice local one. There you go. Thanks for bringing the local business to the to the business uh, venture here. Just say, if I have it my way, I'm going to open the, the, the Nick Watkins uh, Wine and Cidery. So, I do have that as well, um, but not for sale, right? I can't legally sell alcohol. You just have your friends over to drink it. That's fact. Um, so Don put together a slideshow for us. So I'm going to go ahead and share the screen here and, and kind of go through that. And we'll stop, you know, to discuss each area. So obviously we're talking about opening a business and, and how to start what we want to do basically from the ground up. So 
I'll let Don go ahead and start talking here and we'll kind of jump in. So there's a lot of things that need to take place in order for you to get from your idea to actually opening up your doors and having business take place. Some of these things are um, done in the order of which they're noted and some of these things you're gonna find yourself bouncing around because it really just depends on what business plan um, you're going with, what kind of business idea you have and how much work you've already done ahead of time. Um, we're gonna go through each one of these items and some of them are kind of grouped together. And uh, all of these items can also be found on like the SBA's website, the SBDC's website, um, SCORE's website, which all of those are gonna be listed on the last um, slide also. Um, this isn't my list, this is a tried and true list, but that doesn't mean that this is like the only way. And you're gonna find yourself going back and changing things quite a few different times. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I'd say, you know, what I want to reiterate is, right, like when I when I started my business, I, I didn't even know about this list. So some of you guys, some of you guys might not be, um, you know, not, might not even know about this list, right? The SBA, again, we'll link that in the end. But, you know, it's, it's a great, it's a great way to start. So what we wanted to try to do in this episode was, you know, some of us are running business, some of us are doing that, but we, we want to take it and make it a legal business in the fastest, um, most legal way possible, um, right? Ideas are great, but now we need to, we need to make this thing without taking up so much time of doing all this research. Uh, people have already done that for us. So we're gonna, we're gonna try to make it so you guys can, can get into the business legally and, and run it under your own operation. So one of the first things you want to do is, okay, so you've had this wonderful idea and you, you know, think that you want to open a business, but now you need to refine your idea. Do some con uh, conduct, some market research, you know, ask some friends, put a poll on Facebook, whatever it is that you are able to get other people's opinions, but without maybe necessarily giving away the idea that you're doing a business because you don't want somebody else to jump on, especially if it's an idea that like doesn't exist. You don't want to give up so much information that somebody might jump on it, but you also want to make sure that you're not the only one out there that thinks that your idea is fan fancy and it's kind of like the mom test where you're asking you know your mom whether or not it's a good idea they're always going to tell you yeah yeah it's good but it's asking other people whether or not they think it's good then it comes down to writing your business plan and there are a ton of different foundations of how you can write your business plan what it's going to look like a lot of different tools i mean i have one here from um spring gr a class that i took in this canvas is kind of the same as the grow one and score. But some of the key points on writing your business plan include like writing down who are your customers going to be? What kind of service are you gonna try and offer to them? What's the problem that you're trying to solve? What is your solution? Um, what are the benefits that your business, is, your business is going to offer other people that they can't already do? Because you need to make sure that there's a reason why they wanna come visit you. Why are they gonna come see you versus somebody else? What is your message? How are you going to get your money? You know, do you already have some money down? Are you going to, you know, go to the bank? Do you have friends? You know, writing all that down. Your distribution. How are you going to get either the product or the service or your idea out to other people? And not only that, but how are you going to receive those items? So if you're even, even mine, mine service-based, but there's still items within my business that I have to be able to have my hands on. So it's like figuring out all of the key details of 
okay, so how am I going to get either the product or how am I going to sell the product or both? Um, what are your startup needs? You know, what do you have to have to start up right away? Is it a computer? Is it a delivery vehicle? Is it your website? Um, and then again, goes back to cost, which is, you know, a whole different ballpark too. Like, okay, so how much do you have to make every month in order to make your bills? And then how much can you make, you know, going forward? That way you start having your 30, 60, 90 day goals of, okay, wow, if we started off really, really slow, here's how much we're going to make. And then because you also want to make sure that before you jump into your business, that it's going to make you some money. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's key. Um, right. We talked about it a little bit last episode, right. Writing down goals. Um, and, and you just talked about 30, 60 and 90 day goals, right? Um, some of you guys are out there already doing a hobby as a business, right? You might be selling some things, Facebook, uh, marketplace. We talked about my neighbors making benches and doing that. Um, you know, I know I'm in a woodworking group and, and they're making uh, bird feeders or, or squirrel feeders, right? And they're taking tables. Uh, there's some guys that are doing it just Facebook and there's some guys that are actually selling their product to Lowe's right now, right? So um, how quick can you get in contact? And, and, and again, as you said, right, how quick are we going to make money? You talked about, hey, you know, how much, how much does it take to, uh, or, or, how much do I need to, to make my cost, right? For you guys, I mean, um, I'll have you talk about your, your business here in a second, um, exactly kind of like what it is. But I know for me, I started a t-shirt business, right? I, I didn't have rent. Um, I, you know, I, I only needed a certain few things to help me, right? I have a laptop that I'm doing this on. Um, I, I went and- It was much lower than what some people's might be. Exactly, right? So, you know, and there's some people out there who are thinking like, hey, I'm gonna do an IT business or, or things like that. So like overhead costs, you know, could be very quick. And there's some people that are, you know, I, I have a friend that opened uh, uh, a, met, a machining shop, right? And, you know, upfront cost is huge on that. So to, to know how quickly, you know, I, I always figure out how quick I can get from, from red to black, right? I mean, how, how quick can I pay myself back? Um, you know, money, money's our big topic here for us. Um, you know, and we, we want to make some money. So, um, David, I see you're wearing wearing the business shirt. That's awesome. I am. Um, so, Don, David, I guess if you guys would tell us a little bit uh, about some of the things for your business itself, like uh, what are what are some things that you know if people are going to not do an at home business, you know, uh, what are some things that they should look at and and make sure is in their in their business plan. I think one of the things we found out quickly, and you know, like Don said, we have a service business. Um, called break room therapy you come and you break stuff so one of the things we looked at was where would we want to be all right and Mike was very generous took a day with me and drove all around the city of Grand Rapids looking for places and a lot of the times Don said yeah this is retail I don't think this works I, nobody's gonna want to be cutting somebody's hair or selling a book and have us making a bunch of noise next door. Right. So that goes back to knowing your business, knowing your market, knowing where you can be because needing a industrial space versus a retail space, those are completely different worlds. Um, needing a medical office versus a retail can, can kind of mesh sometimes, but you know, there still might be some licensing and regulations depending on your location. So really digging down and figuring out, okay, within my business, 
where do I need to be? What can I do? What can't I do? Um, was very key for us. Once we figured out that industrial was definitely where we had to go, that of course made this big pile of possible locations down to about this big, big of a pile. Sure. Well, and I think I think you guys brought up a good point, right? Because I mean, I, I know I sent David a couple links uh, for some spaces, right? I didn't know they needed industrial, um, but you know, you guys talked about hey, you don't want to be next to a barber or a, a salon or something um and making so much noise so you know you guys took into consideration the people next to you right so like when i when i own as a landlord i take into consideration okay how much you know how much are the people around them going to be you know irritated we know that you know like i own it up and down right so the person walking upstairs they're going to be loud you're going to you're going to deal with that so you guys you know you took it upon yourself to say hey i don't want to bother everybody else that's going in here um you know a small thing about me i i moved out of my home office and tried to tried to open a business uh, about a quarter mile from my house because it was it was really really inexpensive. Um, I, I paid honestly eighty dollars a month for one hundred and twenty square feet. Um, I could do everything I needed, right? I could I could make my shirts. I could I could have alone time, um, but I never used it, right? So um, I was there, you know. So in that in that business was an insurance company, a locksmithing company. Uh, there was a, um, excuse me, uh, people that, you know, people that were talking, uh, like a financial advisor and also a couple other things in that, in that building. So it was like, you know, they're running during the day. I ran most of mine at night and it was open to me. I, I could have full access. So that's something to know is will that landlord let you have access to it whenever you want. Um, and you know, I play music when I do my t-shirts cause otherwise the noise, you know, the silence just kills me. <laughs> so um, you know, being courteous of the people around you and, and knowing, I know when David and I talked, it was, you know, it was just about the, you guys needed some, some more space type of a thing um, compared to some of the, the things I was sending you. So, you know, storefront, let's call it compared to, compared to, uh, you know, what you guys actually did. So. Well, I think that was a lot of our consideration. We knew there were certain things we needed. We needed tall ceilings. We needed a big open space. We didn't necessarily need a big office, you know, a small office suits us just fine. Yep. Um, those certain things that we were looking for, we said, okay, these few places fit that. Let's go and start looking at them. And, and we had found a place out in Hudsonville, probably about 20 minutes from here, that we thought would work. Got out there. There were some structural issues. So they kind of, you know, didn't want to deal with us because we were going to tell them these have to be fixed. So they told us to go elsewhere, which was fine. And we ended up seven minutes from our house. And, you know, it's decent rent. And it has really everything we needed to open up. Now, is it ideal for the long run? It's not ideal for the long run. I mean, we've already outgrown it. We've been opening here. Um, we're, which is huge. Yeah, that's huge. We're looking to move. Um, one thing you have to know when starting a business is you're probably not going to make any money for the first two, three, four years. Uh, they give you, is it three years with the IRS? Three years with the IRS, you can lose money and they don't question anything. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even with ours, we were making money, but you still have all that initial investment that, you know, even when we started making money, it's not like we still weren't in the hole to some degree, depending on how you looked at it and where you took those numbers. But yeah, 
most businesses, even if you're starting like from just your house, you still have some kind of costs, whether it's time or inventory or whatever, it's going to take you a while to make the money. But if you, you know, push hard and, you know, follow through, I mean, businesses do become successful. You just have to allow yourself that opportunity to realize it's going to take some time. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the, I, and don't quote me on this guys, I, I, I forget, but I want to say it's something like 80% of small businesses fail within the first five years, right? Um, it might be, it might be a little bit more, it might be a little less. I, you know, I, I remember it's, it's pretty close to there, you know, and so, you know, you guys opened about a year ago or so and, and then COVID hits, right? So, um, you know, we've had a couple of talks about what you guys have done to get through that, but you know, it, it, it's, it's tough to, to send your money out there and go do this thing. So, um, you know, we're teaching, you know, make, make a solid, make a solid sound investment in your business. So that way you guys can be, you know, that percent that stays, stays around for a long time or grows into something bigger or, you know, anything you guys want to do. So, um, you know, I, I know when Don was talking about, Hey, you know, money, right. So they don't make money, you know, you got to pay yourself eventually. Right. So it's how quick can you, can you put food on the table for your families? Um, right. Starting at home, you know, you can do it a little faster. You don't have the overhead. Now you move out. Guess what? You know, it takes a little bit more. So, um, you know, you guys, it'd be awesome if you could do it out of your garage, but you can't, <laughs> you know, it's not allowed. So, um, yeah, I say, well, we didn't pay ourselves for quite a while because I didn't want to somehow pay us just to benefit us, but then somehow hurt the business. So at some point you have to pay yourself because I mean, otherwise it's like, okay, what am I doing this for? But it's, it's making those graduated decisions on, you know, when and how much. Well, we've been really lucky. I mean, you know, we've had a lot of support from our friends. I, they've been fantastic. And Mike's one of the ones that's been, fabulous because he works a lot of weekends for us for free I, you know him and I always joke that we're just sitting there for free because I don't draw a salary from the business I'm free to work you know Dawn always says well technically you know your money's my money my money's your money and she's right but it's not like I'm getting a paycheck to go in I'm just going in to help and, and kind of be you know slave labor and I'm fine with that because that's what it takes to get the job done and Mike is more than happy to, you know, if he's got nothing going on on a certain Saturday and he knows we're going to be busy, he'll come up and help be slave labor with me. And that's been invaluable to us, honestly. Yeah. And I, I you know, honestly, same. we're going to talk about some networking and things like that. You know, Mike's a network. Um, you know, you, you talk about yours is free. Um, my wife doesn't work for free. Uh, you know, I made, I made, I had an order of uh, 250 t-shirts and I do heat transfer. I, I don't do the, the, the screen printing, um, screen printing is much faster, but you know, I had a 250 order that was due in two days. I, I worked a full-time job, 10 hours a day. I didn't sleep. Right. So I, I had my wife help and I paid her good money to help me, you know, but we got the job done. Um, so, you know, but without, without being able to rely on other people around me, I couldn't have gotten that job done. So, um, you know, that, that's something to consider, right? I mean, the, Make sure that you guys give yourself a little bit of time to get away, but don't plan to get away for a few years at least, right? I mean, you're not going to go on vacation every day when you're running a business, so. Well, bring up the whole COVID thing and how you wanted time and 
Now you got it. Well, I was actually going to say even just, so even though we are technically only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, some people are like, oh, so you only work four days a week. No, I work seven days a week because every day, even if I'm not working a complete eight or nine hours, there might be one or two, three, four hours that you're still doing bookkeeping or grabbing inventory or you're still doing something. Yep. Um, I mean, there might be a day that literally maybe I do nothing, but those days are few and far between. What David was um, reminding me of is the fact that all of last year, even though I realized this was my idea, even though I this was my baby and I loved opening my business and yes, I asked for it, you know, and all those sentences that people say when you're just telling them that you're tired, I would have done anything for a day off last year, anything, because I'm just tired. I mean, I loved it, but I was tired. And then COVID hits and I'm like, okay, well, I didn't need this much time off. And then you're itching to go back to work. <laughs> so, I mean, even and even being closed, there's still been things I've been doing in the background. I'm still drive, driving around and getting inventory. That way, if and when we were able to be open, which luckily we can open it back up this week. But, you know, when we were ready, we'd be ready. And still doing the bookkeeping and still, you know, doing stuff. But you you do have to be careful what you wish for because sometimes you get a whole bunch of time off and it's not the time that you want. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and you know, one thing, one thing I know for me is, right, I was so used to a routine, right? I'd, I'd get up at three in the morning, get out at one or two in the afternoon, and then I'd work my business. And, you know, I could only get a certain amount of stuff done. Well, now I have, you know, I'm not working, as, as you guys know, and I have this time, and I didn't know what to do with my time. I've been, I've been in real estate for 10 years, and it's like, oh, okay, I can get so much more done. I can do so many more things. So it's like, you have to build that routine. You know, I, I, I'm so used to doing, you know, my bookkeeping at a certain day of the week or, you know, a certain time. And, and so now it's like, oh man, I can still do this. You know, with you, I, I know Don, um, you know, you guys are still marketing. You're out there, you're out there putting, hey, still sharing, still making sure, excuse me, your webpage is out there and, and you're still going great. So I think that's a, that's a huge, huge thing to know that right we we business owners work seven days a week you know i mean being a landlord i i self-manage i'm on the clock 24 7 365 days yeah i can go i can go away on vacation but i still have to make sure i set somebody up into place to do that for me um there, there's always going to be an issue so um let's say and now let's say david you have that slide yep yep hang on a second we're admitting somebody new That's a great name. Mm. I'm so glad. I'm so glad they're joining with uh, with audio here in a second. I'm excited, but um, sorry. I you know and and what I want to talk about, I guess, is is if you guys have questions, kind of after this, if we don't hit on the exact subject that you're looking for, reach out, uh, send a comment. Um, you know, on, on YouTube, send it, send it to us on Facebook. We're all sharing, uh, you know, share it out there. So, sorry. Yeah. So we, so we talked about your business plan. Um, we'll talk about where you can find ways to, to find a business plan, right? We're going to link to those websites, as we said at the end. There's going to be kind of a, a rough layout of, of a, a way to start you. If you don't know what a business plan is, if, if you need ideas, right? It's not just, hey, I'm going to do this and this is how. There'll, there'll be a walkthrough and things like that. So, 
And then we get to your business finances and your business structure. Um, let's be honest, no matter how big your business is, you're going to need some kind of money, whether it's money that you can just come up with on your own or whether it's money that you're going to have to sit down and figure out how much you need from the bank. The one thing that I definitely can stress to you, if nothing else, is to estimate high. Um, you're going to have things come up. You're going to have bills that you weren't expecting. You're going to have, you know, oops that comes up. Just, you know, don't plan like I only need X dollar amount. Whatever you think your X is, go above that. Um, and having a plan for how you're going to come up with your expenses is, you know, also key. Um, also, then when you start getting into your business structure, figuring out how your business structure is going to be, whether you're in LLC, whether you're in S Corp, whether you're an individual, all of those things will play into um, how your personal taxes and your business taxes will work. And, you know, there is a way to actually read through each one of those business entities on the SBA's website. It will break down and show you which one will work best. I, I like the fact Don brought up the LLC versus S Corp because when we originally opened uh there were thoughts on what way should we go whether we should go with an llc or an llc filing as an s corp and, and honestly my feeling is if you're not making significant money which i'm going to say significance over sixty thousand a year some people say it's over 100 there's no real tax advantage to being an s corp um stick with an llc it's cheaper it's easier taxes are here if you get to the point where you're making a lot of money, then by all means, file as an S Corp. There's a lot of great tax advantages. Um, Sorry, we're getting some background noise. Hi, Scott. Um, Hi there. I think, I think that's a, a good thing. You know, one thing to know is you don't have to necessarily stay in what you first start out with, right? Um, so, you know, if, if you, if you, right, like you guys said, hey, you initially went to LLC and S Corp, and then you realized, hey, I'm just going to go to LLC. Um, I started out as an individual, um, you know, and then everything was my name. And then I, I, I bought a bigger property and went into an LLC um, for my t-shirt company, right? I, it was all, all just me. So um, I've had people want a partner and right, that's, that's a partnership. So um, I know that when I, when I buy my 60 unit, right, I'm going to have to partner and that's going to be a different uh, thing, but I can always, right. If I want to buy my partner out, I can always go to a sole proprietor, uh, or LLC or something like that. So I, I think that's, that's the biggest thing is, is if you get bigger, you know, if you get big and, and do all that, then yeah, right. We're, we're, we're at that point where you can go, you can flip between them. So not things are set in stone on this. Don't let it, don't let it be too much of a headache. Um, you know, there's always people you can ask questions, right? Our, our, I guess David and I both agree, right? LLCs are, are going to get you exactly what you need for most 90% of small businesses, 95% of small businesses, things like that, right? I mean, if you're starting a car company, yeah, it's a different thing. If you're starting, you know, a huge corporation, a medium corporation, um, you know, the, the, you're, but, you know, so we're, I think most of this is, is the smaller businesses, things that you're going to start up, so. Well, if you're going to, we said this before, you're probably going to lose money that first year. And if you're losing money, there's no problem with being an, uh, an LLC because you're not making enough money as an S Corp anyways. So start that way. It's simple paperwork. Dawn did it herself. She didn't have any help. I know Nick, when he set up his LLC, he had help because he didn't know how to do it and didn't want yeah. the hassle. 
I say, you know, I, I had mentioned it to a friend of mine. We were, we were in a business, uh, a real estate meeting and they're like, Oh, do you have an LLC? And I was like, nah, I never learned how. And he's like, hold on. I have a lady that literally sets up 30 of them for me a year. He, you know, he, he buys properties and puts each one into them and he goes, Hey, just reach out to this girl and, and she'll do it. And she, I get a phone call one day and she goes, what do you want your LLC to be? Right. And I just quickly was like, this is what I wanted. <laughs> and so, you know, next thing I know I get paperwork in the mail. So I didn't do anything until the next year where I had to refile my LLC, you know, make sure that it's still it. Um, and I, I somewhat learned how to go on and click and pay with my credit card. I'm pretty good at that, you know, just swipe, there it is. So, um, you know, really, if you talk about it, people, there, there's always somebody that's been there and done that. So um, go to a small business and be like, hey, how do I do this? So. So then you go to register, apply, and brand your business. Picking out your business is very important as far as your name. Um, it's going to be your whole brand. But before you go and spend money on your website and your advertising and, you know, getting everything with your logo and your trademark on it, you're going to want to make sure that that name is available. Do a quick search on your state website. I mean, ours here in Michigan is, you know, the Lara's website. There's a business entity search. Um, there's a government site that you can look through um, on irs.gov. You just type in the business name and it will tell you if somebody else already owns that business. You can also do things as simple as going to Google. Now, if nobody has the one name that you've picked out for your business, then lock that baby down. And that's just simply as, you know, as far as you know, buying that website domain, registering it with the state, registering it with the IRS for your EIN number, you know, getting everything secured. Because if you pick your name, and you know that's what you want, but you haven't taken the steps to actually lock down your website, somebody else is going to buy that website because that's unfortunately what some people do. And then you're gonna to have to either trade, uh, change your name or you're gonna to have to buy that from them. And they're not gonna charge you the same as if you had just you know, done it yourself. Um, and David, we important. went through that. We went through that when I, so fun fact about me, I am a magician um for fun hobby um right like i i didn't i don't know much about internet websites things like that and so you, as you guys can tell i do things on phone but i went over to don and david's gosh years ago and i had looked up my company it's called uh magic memories you know it was open and clear and then i i what i did was i went kind of out of the wrong order and then i went and got my dba as magic memories and then I, you know, David's like, Hey, I help you build a website. And then we go to log into magic memories and guess what? The website's already bought. And so we're like, Oh, now what do we do? So, you know, um, you know, David and I, we, we made a free website. He helped me with it. And, but you know, if I wanted, if I grew that business and did more, I would have had to purchase the website and do other things. Honestly, I, I kept it as a hobby, just small around local and, and decided to go word for word because my website wasn't, I wasn't going to go global with it, right? I knew I had different um, things on the horizon. My, my income was going to be real estate in the end. So um, I wasn't going to grow that and pay the big money that people wanted for me to buy the website. So, you know, it, it, that's a real life thing that happens, you know? <laughs> so when, make, make, sure, make sure you get the other things first and then, then register that business name. I guess that's the biggest tip that we can probably give you is buy the, buy the small things. They're cheaper to do them early and then go register that business name is, you know, do the research to make sure it's open, get all the website, get all the other stuff, then, then go register it. So 
Well, then goes the banking. Um, setting up your bank account for your business is very important. You are going to want to make sure that you separate your business finances from your personal finances. You want to have a nice, clean separation between what you have for your business and what you have for your home. Um, but to make your business banking account, it's not, uh, I mean, it can be, but it can also be a fairly simple thing, depending on your financial institution. Um, you need your EIN for sure. That's your business identification number. You need a license copy if your business requires certain licenses and then your business entity authorizations, you know, your uh, documentation from the state that shows or actually from the IRS that shows if you're listed as an LLC, corporation, whatever. Because for example, um, let's just say I wanted to go open up a bank account, but then there's three or four other partners on the um, business where the bank can't make a business account for the business for me unless we also have the other ones listed. So that's where having your business entity is very important to show the bank so that they know that you know you have that authorization to make that business account. If possible, my suggestion, and that doesn't mean that it's the only way, but my suggestion is try and find a local bank. Um, they're gonna be smaller, they're gonna wanna work with you more, they're gonna have that independent little um, connections with you and they might be willing to do a little bit more for you than what a big corporate bank will. And that's not to say that big corporate banks won't help you. But I just know that I looked at two different banks and the smaller one did work with me a lot more than what a bigger bank did. Well, and I find that in all my, I mean, even in real estate, right? Like Chase, Chase will lend me on a house, but they don't want to lend me on an eight unit, right? They don't, they only want to do a 60 unit, right? They, they only want bigger money. Um, we'll get into what a portfolio loan is later, right? But my small banks are doing that portfolio loans. My, my big bank won't, they're, they're not going to lend me. They only want to do Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, things like that. So honestly, and, and building a relationship with small business, I agree with you 100%. Is, that, that is key, right? Small businesses want to help the small areas, you know, that, that that's it. Um, you know, I know one of the reasons, I guess, uh, why I didn't have an LLC originally for all my properties was fear of, fear of messing up, I guess. Um, you know, like with the money thing, you, you say, keep money separate. Honestly, get, get an accountant that, that knows kind of what they're doing a little bit, um, a lot. Right. And so don't worry about, Hey, if I take money out of here to pay for gas, right? I mean, you have to you have to itemize that as, hey, this was a, a personal payment withdrawal, and, and you, you paid yourself as the you know you paid yourself out of the business and then put it into there. So, um, you know, I didn't I didn't want to have to buy something and then have my LLC fold and get sued for everything um, with with the business. You know, if one property has this messed up and I use this card for this, you know, it's just a matter of how to. It's just a matter of of writing it out in financing. So I think that's a big key is, you know, don't, don't worry about the banking itself, right? If you have a good accountant, they'll help you all the way through it. Well, I know with, with one of the banking things we had is we, we ended up with two banks because when you're looking for a bank as a business, banks charge you on how many transactions you have in a month. So for example, we looked at Lake Michigan, credit union, which is, you know, in town here, and they give you 20 free transactions a month. That's it. We ended up going with United Bank of Michigan, who we have personal accounts with, because they give you 200 transactions per month. Well, with our business, the scheduling system we have sends payments daily to our accounts, which, you know, 
that's going to use up 30, 31 transactions a month right there. So we ended up going with an internet bank for it to send those payments to that is free to use, no transaction limits. It just dumps the money in there. And then, you know, once a week or, you know, once every couple of weeks, we just transfer money from one bank to the other. And yes, they still require the same documentation that other banks did since it is a business bank account. But like David said, the advantage was, you know, it didn't matter if I was giving them 200 transactions in even one day or only two transactions for the whole month. Now, I guess just to clarify, what is a transaction? So if I, if I go mow a lawn and I carry a, a square, right, or something like that, that's an incoming transaction. Now, if I use my card to go buy gas for my lawnmower, is that a transaction there? Transaction. So, Anything you do on your account. Okay. In and out. In and out. You write a check. Okay. You receive a check. You receive payments. Okay. Transaction. Sure. So, so yeah, in, income and outgoing. Okay. So, and that that's something you know to to look into, especially in a in a, a business like your guys's. So, um, right. I mean, if you guys are packed, you're gonna have you know 40 people a day. That's that's a lot of transactions. So, that's good to know. That's that's great advice. So this goes back to um, some of the, well, this is the last key, but not necessarily the last thing we're going to talk about, but using your resources. We talked about a business plan and, you know, there are different ways. One way that you can find a, well, two ways you can find a business plan is go to SBA, which is a small business association, and their website is located, uh, noted there, and also SCORE. Um, it's also a large network of business volunteers. Those are business professionals who after working so many years, they just want to give back, kind of like what Nick and David do on a weekly basis with um, finances. SCORE is a large network of those places. Both of them have on there a uh, business marketing tool that you can use. Um, they do look similar, but there are some differences there. The other thing you can do is go to the U.S. Small Business um, Chamber of Commerce. They have, you know, different options too. They even talk about like, how do you open a business? What do I need? How do I make a business plan? Then, which I was going to list the ones I use, but since I know that not everybody that listens to this is in Michigan, look at your resources locally. You know, look at your chamber of commerce, look at your business groups. Um, here locally, we have like the Small Business Association of Michigan. We have GROW, which is Grand Rapids Opportunities for Women, which obviously works for me, not the other three of you. Um, but I'm sure that there's some men ones too. Look up, um, we have Spring GR. That's just a group of people that are trying to help entrepreneurs. So do a Google search on um, business entrepreneur help by me or business resources near me. You know, use the website, see what's going to be out there. I didn't know that Spring GR existed before I started making the business. I didn't know that Start Garden existed. I didn't know that Grow existed. But once I found them, they were valuable pieces of resource. The last thing I have on there is network, network, network. I've gone to so many small business association of Michigan little like meet and greet. Um, well, now they're going to look different with, you know, Zoom meetings and stuff, but just going out there and meeting because you never know, you know, say the three of us were, well, four of us were meeting. I never know how I can help Nick or Nick can help me. I never know how Mike can help me or I can help him. Talking to people so much. Plus, if they like your idea, they could be talking to somebody else. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I just ran into this guy, Nick, and he does this, this, and this. And then that's just free advertising for your business. 
Also, the more you start talking to people about your business, the more confidence you're going to have about it. And the better people can believe you and they can buy what you're saying because you have that confidence and that faith and trust in your business, the more other people will believe in you too. And it becomes easier the more you talk about it. And those like small business association of Michigan, they even have like owner to owner meetings. Like it's no sales pitch. It's no, they're not allowed. It's like just a bunch of owners just trying to grow with each other. Because as much as I can talk to all of my friends about my business woes, unless they're business owners, they're going to, you know, understand and they're going to, you know, care, but they're not going to get it. But when you talk about um, your business problems with like-minded individuals, you're going to learn a lot more than what you thought. I mean, I thought, oh yeah, I'm just going to go and introduce myself. You know, I won't get nothing. I got so much out of those networking meetings. Yeah. I, and I, I think that's, you know, that's huge. I, you know, I go to network, a lot of real estate networking meetings, you know, a couple times a month and right. You never know who's going to randomly show up. I mean, when I, my first, my first real estate one, um, I went to, I thought, I thought everybody there was going to own a million properties and just be this big guru and, and help me get to, you know, wherever. And at the time, I, my first one, I probably only owned three properties and come to find out I had, you know, I had more experience and knowledge than, you know, uh, I'd say 75% of the people that were there, you know, no half, you know, a bunch of people didn't even start, didn't even know where to start and things like that. So that was growing. Um, you know, there, there's a big joke at my job that, uh, you know, Nick knows everyone, right? I mean, honestly, I, I know so many people that do so many different things, right? I told you I'm a magician. So th there's people talking about, oh, hey, I want to entertain for my kid's party. And all of a sudden somebody's or I'm like, oh, I know a magician. Or somebody, you know, somebody's like, hey, I need a heating and cooling guy. You know, I just take out my phone and I'm like, here, th this is a great person that works for me. They show up on time, they do the job, right? And like, that's worth so much. Having somebody that has dealt with somebody before that they trust and rely on, um, right? I know like with Dawn's company, right? I've, people are like, oh, I need a, 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 a business uh, party idea. And so I'm like, hey, you know, here, go, go check out them. They can hook you up with a party, small groups, Christmas parties. Things like that. And so I just send them, right? Like she has a great way for people to get up, to get out and do great things. So um, honestly, there's always people looking for anything and everything. Facebook is huge for me. Um, you know, there, there's always somebody looking for lawn mowing. We talk about how I do side job things and it's, you know, uh, Hey Nick, you know, I, I posted one time that I'm going to go pick up brush. And then all of a sudden I got three Facebook things. Hey, this person said you can't pick up brush or, Hey, I seen that you posted that you pick up brush and, and then I'll become like the brush guy. I don't even know. So you know, next thing I know, I'm hauling trees and stumps and things. So um, really, you know, it's, it's when you, you know, you, you don't know, you don't know who knows who in these, in, in this world, right? There's always somebody that, that knows the next person. So talk to everyone, tell them what you do. That's the biggest, the biggest key that we can give you is, is network and tell everybody about what you do. Well, and um, into all of the different groups that you find that are out there because you know, if you make a connection and you're like, oh, they can't really offer me anything, it, it's it never hurt to look into that connection. I know that one time I took a class up at Grow, um, like I said, Grand Rapids Opportunities for Women. They had a Facebook class, and I'm like, okay, I use Facebook all the time. But sure, I'm not for a second going to pretend like I know how to run Facebook for a business. Running a Facebook account 
which also is free. So use your free resources. You know, even if you're not into social media, make a Facebook page, make a um, Instagram page, make a Twitter page. I run Facebook and Instagram. David runs Twitter, but it's a free resource. Well, I quickly learned on the back end of taking that class that there is so much more in the back end of Facebook that I would never have known. You know, like it's kind of creepy even. Like it tells you how to do an ad where specifically it will only have that ad shown by people that, you know, aren't your friends and don't have any common interests. That way you can get to new markets of people. And I would never have known those things. And it was a free class that I learned so much. And then when everything hit the fan with COVID, some of those connections that I'd made at some of those networking events, they reached out to me and said, hey, you know, did you see this loan came through? Or did you see this grant came through? Or, hey, Don, I have, um, during this time, I've been drinking. You know, who, who would have thought people were drinking? But do you take old glass bottles? And those were just connections that I had made at those networks. So you never know, even that one little thing that you go to, you never know how it might pay off down the road. So be open to pushing yourself to things that maybe aren't comfortable. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that are watching are, you know, you're, 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 you might be a little bit older, right? And I mean, I know Don and David, you guys have a, a, a daughter who's, who's a little bit younger, you know, I mean, but hip. And so if you guys couldn't do Twitter or Facebook, right, I mean, you can hand it off to her and she could market and do all this. So it's not something that you have to absolutely do. And it's not something you have to hire for, but it's something that, people in your family who love you are willing to help you out. Right. I mean, yeah, there's always, there's always people that are willing to help reach out to them and, and find out. Well, and again, you know, we talk about people that are invaluable in, in business. I, I mentioned Mike, which I'm going to ask him to talk about in a minute. Uh, you know, we have other friends, Jim and Wendy who pitched in and come and helped work for us. I got former ball players of mine that have come and worked for us, you know, and they're willing to do those things because of those personal relationships we've built. And, <clears throat> you know, I think probably other than Don and I, the person that spent the most time working at the business is Mike, because, you know, if he doesn't have his kids and he doesn't have anything going on on a weekend, hey, I, I could, you know, sit here and do something around the house or I could go up and help them. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, and that's basically, you know, what I what I did is, you know, when they were early on, you know, like Dave mentioned, I drove around with him for like an entire day. And yeah, you know, nothing there's a part of me that hoped that one of the things we found together would have been the final location, but that didn't work out. But again, I think mostly because at that point we didn't know exactly what was being looked for you know we saw mostly you know your general commercial like strip mall type locations you know a few industrial locations but they they definitely you know were were out there you know it had been a lot harder for them to have the convenience of somebody calls and says hey I want to be there in 15 minutes can you be there and now they can just do that yeah you know I think it's important to just support, you know, friends and everything. And I know one of Dave and Don's goals is to expand beyond the Grand Rapids area. And, you know, I've wanted to, too, you know, kind of learn what they do because if they ever want to expand down to where I live in the Kalamazoo area, you know, I'd like to be a part of that. 
you know, whether it's, you know, a 50% partner, or maybe I just opened my own franchise of break room therapy. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's things you can learn. Change. <laughs> you know, and one thing, so Mike, David, and myself, we, we got together this week for, uh, uh, a great YouTube outing, we'll call it. Uh, we, we got to go hit a, a round of golf. And one mm -hmm. thing we want to bring up that I think Mike brought up was be be very cautious with multi-level marketing. Yep. Yes, they're going to tell you that it's your own business. Yes, they're going to, you know, you own it. You You do this. No, I mean, honestly, Everybody, you know, everybody's gotten into it. You know, I, I think it's one out of every three people are going to get into multi-level marketing at some sort. I think that's why the number when we talked about failing is like 80% of small businesses fail. Um, it's because, right, they're counting all these these independent business owners or whatever, you know, IBOs or whatever they, these guys are going to call it. You know, they, they, they don't sell, you know, I mean, they're going to make you sell to your friends and do all this. And then you have, you know, people aren't going to go. People aren't going to go to the extremes to network to grow an actual business itself. So we, we as a three, I guess, take a stance that multi-level marketing, it's an opportunity. If you want to try it, that's on you. But we don't look at it as a, an actual small business, right? We, we want, we want you guys to be weary. None of, you know, none of them have actually, I don't think I know a single person that's a multi-millionaire that I'm best friends with from multi-level multi marketing. I, you know, I don't think David knows a, a multi-level marketer that's making millions a year. I don't think Mike knows a multi-level marketer that's making millions a year. They're going to show you pay stubs from somebody. They're going to get you hyped. They're going to do all this great mm -hmm. stuff in life. And, you know, you're going to spend your money and you're going to get in and you're just going to, it's not going to feel like your business, your idea. Anything about it is going to be yours. So. We, we want you guys to be cautious on all those. Um, we, we, if you have questions of if something is going to be a multi-level market, throw it down in the comments. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll tell you to stay clear, or give you our best advice. But the way we see it is that's, that's not a small business, right? You don't own that thing. That company owns you and you're, you're a, a salesman for them trying to move product. Right. So and that's, and I actually got, I made the choice to join one. I would say this was, it was over 20 years ago. Well, maybe less. No, it wasn't that long ago. It would have been maybe 15 years ago. And I joined because a friend of mine gave me the spiel, no friend that happens to be on this call. Um, so I joined. I thought it would be an interesting thing to do. But I think from an experience perspective, if you're going to join one, you've got to join something you're really, really passionate about. So like if you're really, really passionate about, you know, like the ones that sell candles and other things like that, you know, if they're passionate about it, do it, realize that unless you're in that first few hundred people that get into it, you're not going to make a million. This isn't going to replace your income. Sure. You know, it's a fun way, you know, if you find some, a, an area you're passionate about, like, Pamper Chef is an example. If you're really passionate about cooking and cooking supplies and things like that, you, you know, become a Pamper Chef consultant. But Pamper Chef is not a small business. 
Pampered Chef is thousands and thousands of people worldwide. You know, a small business is, you know, is there, I think that's a definite, there's like definitions of it's under a certain number of people sure. amongst all different locations of your business. Yeah, it's, it's funny, you know, because I said one out of every three people. So my wife and I got into a multi-level marketing uh, to help a friend out. It was called Mana V. Um, you know, come to find out they were lying. They actually went to court, a bunch of lawsuit. I pretty much got my money back for buying in um, only a few years later. Uh, my my upline is actually in my, he's he just became part of one of my real estate things that I'm uh, I'm the admin for. And I was, you know, I, I had a little chuckle inside. I'm like, you know, this is going so well for so many years. Why, why are you here? But no, I, I agree. Because, you know, I, I joke with everybody all the time about how I want to get into Pampered Chef because one of my dreams is to be a pitch man, right? Like I want to, <laughs> so I, I, I think that's great. You know, get up and present a product in front of somebody. Um, you know, Billy Mays, I think was, was the best there is, the best there was and the best there ever will be until I get into it. But, you know, it's, it's a, no, really, you know, but so there's two of us out of the three people that are here or four, you know, and, and I did tastefully simple and I did stamping up. Yeah. So, right. I, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're easy to get suckered into. They're easy to get into and things like that. Um, you know, but just understand that, you know, it, it's not going to be a business that you're going to, no. you're going to care about as much as something like let's say break room therapy where you guys you know came up with it you you put your your actual real money into it and things like that um you've got to be careful because if you get into too serious of one you do get a lot of pressure from the people above you to either bring new people in or make sure you're spending whatever amount of money you have to spend and that's just and sometimes that's what you get into you have to spend x amount of money per month for the person above you to make their money right, and they yeah. will pressure and they they won't call it pressuring but you know they want to make their money i say and i i wish my father-in-law was on this call um you know i know when when i met they had said that they were in a another company a large corporate or you know a large multi-level marketing and they were making some money right they were doing mm -hmm. fine um but one day one day their upline had told them, Hey, you need to, you need to skip church. Um, which at the time they were really into, you, you, you know, you, you need to do this because we're going to make this money this month. And so it, again, when you can't make the decision on whether you skip church, somebody else is making that decision for you on what you're doing, what day yep. that's not owning your business, right? That's owning somebody else's business for you. So again, you, if you can't make that, I mean, granted, if I make the decision to, let water squirt out of a, a shower for a day. That's me to fail. That's that's my choice, right? If somebody else tells me to go do it, I'm working for them. So if I get to make the choices and I get to make the the success or the failure, that's my business. So I mean, and those things we 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 just we've seen too much failure. We see too much not not ownership of actually what you're doing. So. Um, and I got that a lot with the one I was in is it was a lot of like, don't buy a new car without consulting with your upline. Don't buy, you know, a house. Don't move without consulting, you know, 
don't get into a relationship without consulting. I mean, it was like everything. Is there like, it was all about, are you doing something that's going to benefit them and not necessarily you? Yep. And, that, and I say, that's, that's, that's what we see is, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll try to say, you know, it's funny because when I talk about Manavi and the guy over there, right, him and his wife were like, oh, you know, we're going to be best friends. And once, you know, once I stopped, right, I, I didn't do what they wanted. I haven't gotten a phone call from them, right? I haven't gotten a single thing. I see him on Facebook and I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll reach out and I'll, I'll say, hey, how's things going? And I'll do that. But they don't care about who I am. And then that, mm-hmm. that's the part that I guess hurts, right, is you build this, this fake this fake business, this fake friendship just to get what you want. And, and that's not who any of the three of us are about, right? We, we want you guys to succeed in something that you take pride in, something that you want. So, again, um, right, there's, there, I support a lot of friends in, uh, in these multi-level marketings, right? My wife does her nails. Um, there's a, a local one uh, out in door kind of by you, David, um, where they make all natural stuff and they sell product, but you can, you can, if you want, build it as a multi-level marketing, but otherwise, right. It's just, it's just building product and things like that. So we support the same thing. I'll buy things from my friends. Like if they're pampered chef or tastefully simple, or, you know, there's one I know that does organic like cleaning supplies and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I I own some silver lined cloths or something like that. Yeah. And my wife said, "Well, you know, take the smell away from whatever." Yeah, oh yeah, I, those are Nor Norwax, right? Yeah, I say there you go. I think that's the one. Yeah. So, but on your business plan, for example, we had or I had the idea of making our business on last year's Super Bowl Sunday. Um, from that day until the day we actually opened our business, I busted butt. You have to. Once you know that this is what you want to do, treat your business like a business from day one. You know, do your um, own it, love it, research it, spend time working on it. You don't just like, don't wait to treat it as a business when you finally open. Treat it as a business from day one. Doing your research, talking to your friends, you know, writing things down, writing your business plan 9, 10, 11, 12 times, um, you know, and take ownership of it. It is your business. Unlike the ones that you guys were just talking about where somebody else has come up with a plan and said, hey, this is how it has to work. You're in charge of that destiny. So Mike said something earlier that I want to key in on. So he said, you have to have a passion for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Him and I are huge Parks and Rec fan. Okay. And there's a point where Tom decides to pitch a business and Ben gives him this transactional holding company business mm-hmm. and they go into the investor and instead Tom pitches a restaurant because that's what he was passionate about. Even though restaurants fail more than any other business out there at the end of the day, if, if, if that is your passion, that's what you have to go towards because then you're going to put more into it. Like I, I enjoy my job. I have a really good job. It pays me really good money. I like doing it, but I'm not, I can't say I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about coaching. I'm passionate about, you know, throwing on my Star Wars suit and running around and taking pictures. I'm passionate about helping my wife's business succeed. My regular job, it's a job. That's what it is. 
and they pay me to come to work. Nick will say the same thing. His regular job pays him to come to work. He's not necessarily passionate. Going on that point where you're trying to, you know, basically say, you know, if you're going to take all this time, energy, effort to make a business, make it one that you love, that, you know, you're going to be able to be the number one spokesperson for it and that people can believe you and, you know, they buy it. Because if you're just doing it because you want to make some money, it, it's not going to work that way. Make sure, you know, that's something that you're passionate about. Yeah. And as saying, you know, I, I think that's, that's a big key is, is if you're just doing it for the money, right? That that be a passive investor at that point, right? I mean, you know, support somebody else's dream because they're gonna have the passion to do it. Um, you know, I I, I know we talked uh, a little bit about some business plan stuff. Um, there, you know, there is guidelines out there, right? As Dawn says, she wrote it nine, ten, eleven times. Your business plan can change, right? I mean, there's. You know, there's times where, I mean, even you guys, right? Mike even said it, right? You guys, you guys are looking at maybe expanding already. You're one year in, you're going through COVID, you're, right? I mean, who could have seen all this happening? And you're still like, hey, this is a great idea. We're, we need to expand. We need to get this thing going. And so that could have been, you know, I don't know where expansion was in your guys' business plan, right? I don't know if it was three years, five years, 10 years out, but man, this thing is happening in, a year right i mean right. so looking for looking for that next thing so i think uh you know just just know that when you write a business plan it doesn't have to be set in stone but it, it, it's a written thing to get your butt moving right, right. You're, you're you're more you know there's a better chance that you're going to reach that goal if you write it down every day you know every day i wake up i wake up and i ask myself you know now hey what am i doing for my business you know I, we, before this call, I was out, uh, you know, mowing grass and, and weed whacking and doing all that. It was something to catch up on my business, right? I mean, I, I'm, hey, and then every time that there's a house for sale, I look at it, right? I don't care if it's a house out of my budget. I don't care anything. Like, I want to run the numbers. I want to make sure that I'm still trying to expand my business. You know, once in a while, I'll throw it on Facebook. Hey, you know, anybody know anything? of a landlord that, you know, are you moving out? Tell me, you know, so that, cause I know that that landlord is going to be looking to maybe sell at that point. So, you know, I, I started real estate in a completely different realm than where I am now. Right. I started real estate to pay my mortgage. That's really it. You know, I, I was like, Hey, how can I get somebody to pay this to, to, and the other mortgage. Right. And so we'll talk about that in a different episode. Uh, more about real estate, but now it's turned into such a passion about the people that I have. I care about everybody. Like I, I wanted to be the best person I can be for my tenants and still running a business. Right. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the guy to cut corners, anything like that. Right. I, the, everybody needs a good place to stay. And I want to be the one to offer that. That's my business plan is offer a great place at a great price so you know honestly like keep it right you know you guys you guys are killing it with your with your business i mean expanding within a year is is huge for a small business i mean and you know with with mike talking about wanting to be down there you got people i mean you got people talking already all over the place about hey we want to go here we want to go here and 
you know, the sky's the limit for, you know, as long as there's an industrial place, now that we know it's industrial, as long as there's a building out there, you guys can do this thing, you know? So I, I think that's huge. Well, like the business class I went to with Springs ER, I mean, their business plan model, which I mean, I know doesn't show up very well in here, but like this business plan has all these different squares, but they taught us like, don't write it in with pen, like use sticky notes or laminate this because it's going to ever, it's going to be changing every day. And like, they could not stress enough. Your 30, 60, 90 changes every 30 days. So it's, yeah, you're making those goals, but when you don't hit that 30 goal plan, okay, now it becomes your 30 day plan for the next month. And that 60 day plan, oh, you've already hit it. Now let's come up with some new things. So it's always adapting, always changing, always looking at what can we do differently? How can we advance? How can we change? Or when COVID happens, how can we switch? We were one of the businesses that we could not open our business when we're not able to open where some businesses like uh, distilleries, they started making hand sanitizer. So your business will always be ever changing and you have to be open to that game plan or have to be okay sitting back in the background and doing background stuff. So it's yeah, not yeah. going up like, this is my business. You have to be willing to adapt and change. Sure. And, and that's a great point, right? Like, I mean, distilleries started making sanitizer. Um, you know, I, I know I have a lot of friends that own quite a bit of businesses. Um, you know, it's, I just got a text that uh, my buddy that owns a heating and cooling company is going to be next door installing an air conditioner. That was, you know, I became the salesman for that, right? We, he talked about it, said, hey, my girlfriend wants AC in the house. And, and so, right, but he's still able to work. He's still able to do this, but he doesn't have a marketing team. So I'm out here, you know, doing this. It, it, you know, honestly, and I think you brought up a good, a great point, Don. That, that hit me, that hit me really well. The 30, 60, 90, um, once you hit that 30 days, man, that, that, that what used to be 60 days, becomes your new 30 and you're restarting at you need a new 90 at that point right like everything moved up and and just talking about it, that was amazing right like i thinking about it like you know everybody always talks about your what's your five-year plan what's your 10-year plan and then people just forget that hey once you hit your five-year you need a new 10-year you you need to think bigger you need to keep going with this and i think that was that was huge honestly that that, that just hit me it's like all right i need to I need to focus on, Hey, where am I going to be? What am I going to do? You know, cause I, I, I tend myself to, to think, Hey, this is my, this is my next goal. And that's all I focus on and then set the next goal. Right. So, um, you know, we're, I'm, I'm working on buying a property and it's like, Oh, I could be doing other things in between there to get to that point. So that, that's really awesome. I appreciate that share. Um, Hey, I wanted to take a couple seconds and Don, could you, could you tell us, I want to give a shout out because I know they've done so much for you uh, with uh, Spring GR and Start Garden. They've done so much for you in your business. Um, I know that you posted on Facebook. Uh, one of those two groups even came to your house and did some, some amazingness just to show support. So um, I guess, can you tell our, our, our watchers and our listeners kind of what they did and, and show proof of why you need to talk to some of these companies? Well, Spring GR um, is just a group of really amazing people that want to try and see entrepreneurs get, you know, from their dream to an actual reality. There's classes that you can take. They offer uh, um, business coaching. They offer mentorship. 
Um, they've kept in contact with me during this whole time of COVID. They reached out to everybody that has been through their classes and they said, you know, how can we help you um, be okay? Because if you're okay, then hopefully your business will be okay. They came up with a bunch of funds. I'm not really sure exactly where all those funds came from. Some of it was their own business operation money because obviously their business operations aren't the same funds as what they were when they were open. So they took some of those costs. They also found somebody willing to do a donation and they went around to all of us and each of us got a different varying amount of a grant, you know, which was huge because we were starting as, as successful as our business has been when your business is not open, but you still have all these bills that you have to pay, but no money coming in, you start going, okay, we've got enough money till X day. And then it starts getting scary. Well, they gave us grants. Um, but even without the money, just, you know, keeping those connections, checking in with us and seeing how we're doing. Start Garden has been doing the same thing. Um, every Wednesday night, we have a Zoom meeting um, that we've just been going through and just, uh, we'll call it a venting session for lack of better words, where you're just like, hey, what challenges are you facing? How can we help? What can we be there for you? Who do you need us to get you in contact with? Um, or do you just need somebody to listen so, you know, we can understand? So making those connections and reaching out. I mean, I know that in my area here in Grand Rapids, I have Start Garden and Spring GR, but I have to believe that wherever you're listening, well, I mean, I don't have to believe, but I hope to believe that wherever you're listening, maybe there's those kinds of entrepreneur groups too that, you know, are all their biggest passion in life is just to see you succeed. And they will do whatever they can to help you there. And Chris, who's my business coach with Spring GR, her answer is always like, well, if she can't figure it out, she'll find somebody that will. And that's been huge. We are definitely where we are right now. I mean, I've done a lot of hard work myself, but a lot of what I've learned has been using those resources. Yeah, I, that's awesome. You know, I mean, I, I personally haven't used them, right? But uh, I have a mentor, right, who, and I think you said the exact words, right? They want to see you succeed, right? There's people out there who have been successful, and understand what it takes and how hard it is and they want to see you succeed and that's the biggest key to me is there's people in this world that believe in you that much less than what you believe in yourself right like I mean honestly like believe in yourself so much more and, and there's people to support you along the way I think it's great that like the, the especially in Grand Rapids here we are we are blessed to be around so many businesses with great entrepreneur abilities. So, um, you know, I, I follow a guy on Twitter and uh, YouTube who he's all about the small business. He, you know, he teaches uh, TikTok's a thing. I don't use it. Right. But like he, he teaches these kids how to like get there and get there. And he's like drive and get there. Honestly. So I own four of his pairs of shoes. He created a shoe line with K Swiss. His name's uh, Gary V. Um, right. But like, just the motivations that he gives me, I'm, you know, just off of, Hey, this is, this is where you are. And he hasn't talked to me personally or anything, but it's like the small motivations that I get from him is like, man, that's awesome. I'm going to give back a little bit, right? Like I'm going to support just as much as I know the next person is going to support my mentor. Right. It took me, I, I owned however many properties until he finally sold me, uh, you know, a, a bigger unit. Um, because he believes that I'm going to succeed. He, you know, people got mad. People got mad because they didn't get the opportunity, but people didn't keep in contact and didn't show their passion the way, you know, that he saw and what my passion was. So I think, I think that's great. Spring GR. Um, 
is doing those types of things. So and, and start your score does the same thing. It's just, just a bunch of business entrepreneurs who have retired or maybe not working as actively. And score is uh, globally. Um, yep. just in the United States. So definitely look at SCORE and SBDC, Small Business Development Chamber, same thing. So if you don't have a um, Spring GR near you or a Start Gardening near you, I mean, like, use those resources too. Can I, don't be scared to ask for help. <laughs> can I ask, I guess, now, how did you find Spring GR or Start Gardening? SCORE. I went, SCORE. I went to SCORE. They set me up with a business coach. And while talking, he's like, hey, have you reached out to these ones? I'm like, no, I didn't even know they existed. Great. So yep. if, you have, if you have a small business and, and you're already going, if you're looking to start up a small business, right, go to SCORE. Hopefully, hopefully they'll, they'll get you a, a business coach and right, they'll, they'll lead you into any of the areas that you're in and, and, and get you the guidance that you need to be successful in, in this entrepreneur game is what I call it, right? I mean, we all have an end goal and we want to see you guys succeed and get there. Hey, well, we've gone about an hour and 20 now, so I think this is a good spot to wrap it up. Um, please, if you have questions, reach out to us. Uh, we share this every week on Facebook. We share it on YouTube. If, if something you have a question on, bring it up. We'd love to talk about it on another episode. Um, if you have questions about this one, by all means, reach out to us because obviously, you know, we have a little bit of experience starting businesses here. and and at least thanks to start a business here. Uh, Nick's always reminding everybody, you know, give us a little subscribe there, give us a like, share the link, you know, anything you can do to, to help spread the word. Cause you know, we're like the, the organizations Don has been speaking about. We're just trying to help. Yeah. If you can't find the answers, just like, you know, you didn't know the answers right away for the guy in Australia needing credit card. I'm sure that you guys will either figure it out or ask somebody that can help. Yep. So don't be scared to ask your questions. If David and Nick can't figure it out, I'm sure they will do everything they can to help you figure it out. Always. That's, that's, that's what we started this for was to help other people. And that's what we're going to continue to do forever. Um, I can't guarantee that we're going to have YouTube and Facebook forever, but we're going to, I mean, even in our daily life, we're going to help. Right. I mean, David and I are natural born coaches and leaders. Um, you know, as I said, we've coached together and, and it's a, it's a great pairing. So we, 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 we love the passion um, and we love the feedback from you guys. So as David said, like, subscribe, share, please tell your friends. Cause you know what, even if you're not looking to start a business, but you watch this video, you might know somebody that's looking to start a business. You might, I have a four-year-old who I might sit in front of the, the computer later on and be like, Hey, this is how you start a business. I talked about it at one point in my life. I don't need to tell you twice. Um, right there. You know, we, we, we talked about this before, you know, there might be a 16-year-old who's in the long You've dialed in to Box and Brews. You might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews.